You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about michael viner's incredible bongo band bongo rock in the room i have rob ben and john hi bongo rock is the 1973 rock and roll instrumental album by michael viner's incredible bongo band released on pride records it was produced by perry botkin jr and michael viner the genre is funk and beat music and i'm going to read from the book craig reese The Incredible Bongo Band was assembled from a variety of unknown session musicians to provide chase music for the 1972 MGM B-movie The Thing With Two Heads. Michael Viner, head of the short-lived MGM subsidiary label Pride, gathered the musicians together and recorded two tracks, Bongo Rock and Bongolia. MGM decided to release these tracks as a double-sided 45, which went on to sell more than 1 million copies. An LP was hurriedly recorded to follow up on its success. Once again, Viner rounded up the session players whose names have been lost in time, and they recorded the album in a few days in Canada with a variety of players, Viner included, dropping into the sessions. The album sold in reasonable quantities at the time, but since has grown to legendary status due to its Appropriation by subsequent generations, it was the drum breakdowns and the band's cover of the Shadows hit Apache that, when extended with the use of two vinyl copies by New York DJ Cool Herc, heralded the birth of hip hop. And since then, the track has been sampled by hundreds of artists. Sampled by hundreds of artists, beginning with the Sugar Hill Gang's track of the same name, as has the LP's title track Bongo Rock. The result being that the album has become a cult classic and a collector's item. All right, what do we think of Bongo Rock? It's complicated. By Incredible Bongo Band. Your, your bongo status is, it's complicated? Yes. <laughs> you don't know about this Bongo Rock album? Well, I know about some of it. Yeah? What do you know about it? Well, I love Apache. I love Let There Be Drums. I like some other stuff. I don't know <laughs> if I need an entire album of it. But then again, you know, historical... Uh, importance like just being sampled that many times being such like a keystone of of like the next generation right you know but like I don't think I'm gonna like go home like ooh let's put on bong- bongo rock yeah as, it- a, as an album it's it's not quite there. No, it, it suffers from green onions. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a fucking yeah, yeah. Booker T and the MGs of uh, bongo rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you take a something that is, I mean. Rightfully so, like the 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 DNA of hip hop, and you see it, and it's amazing when you see it. And you're like, oh man, this is really great. This is the first kind of way that we've heard these breaks. But then you just 
have so much all over the album, and it's not all great. I don't need a different version of Inagana De Vida. I barely mm-hmm. need the first version. I like this version of Inagana I thought it was an okay version, to tell you the truth. I mean, it's fine. It's Slayer just, is the only it. one that you need. <laughs> We've already discussed this. Yeah, It's true. Uh, Raunchy 73 sounds mm. like Austin Powers to me. So Austin Powers. Very Austin Powers. Um, I wrote Austin Powers on my notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wasn't what about that. Bongolia? I just wrote down 12 bar go go blues. Mm but they do go buck on the bongos in Mongolia. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, you have to. It's Mongolia. It's Mongolia. It's like <laughs> incredible bongo if, band. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to do any uh, any rights to Bongus Khan, then <laughs> in Mongolia, you got to lay it out. Yeah, and I got, like, I, I didn't realize this was a eight-track record. Like, oh, so you're listening I to, I listened like, to the whole fucking dude, thing. Me, all, me too. Hour all week and 30 long, minutes man. of it. Wow. So, Turns yeah. out that was both their albums. It's uh, Bongo Rock and... Return of the Incredible Bongo Band. Get out of Where's here. the cover of that guy killing that sheep with a train? Yeah, like snide. No, he's killing it with a gun. <laughs> and a train. And a train at the same time. But he's also about to get killed yes. by the Mounties. Yes. It's a really confusing album cover this now. This is the see cover what it has of to do the second album. Yeah. For those of you that are looking for Return, Return of Bongo I don't Rock. see what it has to do with any of the Bongo songs. <laughs> No. So is it this album or is it the return that has like that all cover. the strange no, celebrity influence? Like that's the second one. Okay, so the second one, which this is I, I listen to. This is literal chase music. Like all yeah. these breakdowns are people run, running the on the street, driving you know, the, in cars. The sound of Fred Flintstone running is bongos. Also yeah. true. Like, so the movie that this is the soundtrack to is the thing, the man with two heads. The thing with two heads. Thing with two heads. Okay. Where, where a, a Soul Brothers, uh, wait, yeah, it's a, a racist head is a stuck racist up. white head is stuck to a Soul Brothers body is how it's described. <laughs> Have we watched yeah. it yet? I haven't, but I intend to. Okay, they're they're on a motorcycle, and I have seen the the trailer, and they like are ramping off of something on a motorcycle. It's so ridiculous. I I like that Michael Viner is a film producer, MGM executive, and bongo enthusiast. <laughs> uh, and also Harvard English major and produced Nixon's inaugural ball. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I also like that they were just recording this stuff whenever there was downtime at MGM using the MGM studios. Yeah. And whoever was around that could that was like a, a player was there. Like uh like it's, it's a lot of a lot of the uh like the Wrecking Ball crew, like Hal Blaine's on there, Jim Gordon's on there. The drums are great. Uh, apparently, John Lennon would swing by, help out with some mixing, and Harry Nilsson would swing by and help out with some arranging. It might be their lost their lost weekend. Yeah, <laughs> like Glenn Campbell's on the guitar on some of those. Yeah, he's Wrecking Crew too. Yeah. Uh, but then, so they're just doing this like kind of on the down low whenever like things are slow with the studios, and eventually like MBM like brass or MGM brass, and I'm like. Guys, knock it off. (laughs) Stop recording your bongo music on the company dime. are tight and funky except for the ones that are kind of like perfunctory like dueling bongos and I don't know I guess Runchy 73 just kind of 
it wasn't the sound you're looking for after you've heard Apache and Let There Be Drums. I wasn't that into Last Bongo in Belgium until it got to the uh, Looking Down the Barrel of a Gun yeah. sample. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the like, last three minutes. It's just that, that, that flange, like, yeah. that goes, oh, man, that's unmistakable. Yeah. I love Paul's Boutique. Yeah, this, yeah, it has all these moments in, it's weird to see the, the recipe for all the songs that you've, you've known for so long. Or the bands, even like Budos Band, they love this album. You know, like they, they do love hand drums. They, well, there's just like a couple so- songs that's it's the same sort of like rhythm and things like that. Don't you <laughs> shake your, don't you mind shake a raise at me? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Budos Band. No wonder I don't like this fucking record. <laughs> you don't like any of it, Robbie? I'm, I like some of it, I guess. I'm, yeah, I don't but know, this man. Is, I mean, it's got a. Uh, it's got a bit of like fella, you know. It's got a bit of influence of the the sort of like Latin the the bongos the sort of like I love the percussion fusion yeah the percussion I mean and the and the guitar and the horns and stuff I mean it's all it's all good huh. it's just it's a too much it's a I do like that there is no such thing as the incredible bongo band uh and once the album is gonna be released they just put together a fake band and took pictures of them. <laughs> kind of beautiful. Yeah. It sold over a million copies. The, the album well, or the just single? The, the single. The single. But that's still, for having no press, no, you know, is just yeah. just on the, the song alone. I mean, and that was before Cool Herc. I mean, and, how, and yeah. Like, how many, yeah, when it was how released. How many tickets yeah. to the thing the with two heads this got, sold? Like, how many people even no, heard yeah. that song in the movie? No. 40? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one heard that. So just on that song alone. Yeah, we're getting in the flange. Yeah. It's pretty so good. So Bongo Rock, I wrote, like, the t- the track Bongo Rock, track A, I wrote, uh, oh, you mean Wipeout? Or maybe Batman? Yeah. It's just kind of that, that 12-bar drum feature song that's been done a few times. Yeah. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, a few times it's been few, done. It's been, it's been c- done a c- couple a of times. Yeah, I mean, some of the way that they adapted like the surf rock and let there be drums, their version of it, I thought was good. But that's a venture song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't beat that. But then when they try to appropriate some of that surf for bongo rock, it's not so great. It's just if you're going to do the the twelve bar blues drum thing with a surf thing, like. You're not going to reinvent the wheel. You're not going to make Wipeout again. I don't think but they I guess want they're going to gonna sell a million copies. So who, yeah. who, am I, <laughs> yeah. who am I to tell them what to do? <laughs> also, also, they're just doing this late night, you know, on their off time. They're just like, let's just cut loose. And that's, I mean, that's why they're doing In Gata Davide because it's a popular song at the time. And it was a popular yeah. song five years ago. Yeah, but everybody knows it. I mean, In Gata Davide sold what a million copies. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like the Ravi Shankar uh, sitar stuff better than this. Or Are is it Ravi? No, it's his nephew or something. Nephew Shankar. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Bill, I, Billy Shankar. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's a better Bill Shankar. It's a better cover record to me. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I do. I really like that one. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, that is funky. Looking down the barrel of a gun. Son of a gun. Son of a bitch. Getting paid. Getting rich. <laughs> Right after that part, it goes, that's uh, just the first two notes of the riff from Mississippi Queen. It's like a half second of a sample of just that riff. 
there are so many samples in like every phrase of every song of that album. Yeah, that um, like they they're saying like like that's that's one note. Yeah, it was the last one to get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the album never could have come out no. had they actually had no, to pay for those samples. No, like no. like a I think less than a year later, uh, uh, that Turtles sample off of a uh, shit. Who was it? Is it De La Soul? Oh, probably. I think it may have been De La Soul. They they sampled uh like they slowed down a happy together thing for mm-hmm. uh one of their their things and that that's what started the lawsuits and then after that sampling was no longer a thing that you could get away with without uh, permission. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to do covers. I'm sure someone has calculated how much it would cost to get all of the rights used in Paul's boutique. I'm positive that's that. <laughs> that thing is that's just a patchwork quilt. Uh. It was Ananda Shankar. Ananda there Shankar, he is. a.k.a. Billy. Billy. <laughs> Jumping Jack flashes like gas <laughs> I mean, that I, album is fun as fuck. That was a lot of fun, I really... <laughs> and this album is... It's, it's fun, it's a but fun it's, album. Yeah, but it's missing... I think it was the amount of times I listened to the entirety of so both too. records that, yeah, that I think, got me down. I think you guys got drowned in bongos. We did. If you kept it to the straight eight, yeah. it's not... It's not Unwieldy. No. Yeah, no. it's palatable. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few things that maybe you're, like I. I really didn't like dueling bongos. Like it just. No, it's I, just I, a drum solo. You yeah, don't need, I don't need a drum solo. Yeah. The whole album's a drum solo. At well, least give me guitars and horns. Exactly. Back that. Back those bongos with some some funky horns, and they do. The drum break in Apache is a minute and a half long. <laughs> it's rad though. <laughs> That's plenty of time to lay down some verses, or perhaps pop and lock, or perhaps poppy lock. <laughs> doing the worm <laughs> tutting a bit I used to could do the worm I never could do the worm I just hit the ground hard yeah. <laughs> like a bad slip and slide that's right. that's, that's, knock that's the wind one. right out of me <laughs> that's step one <laughs> then you just flail out of it <laughs> It's it's good. It's really good. But at the same time, it does have that cheesy vibe. It has this cheese vibe. So much cheese. It's Hollywood chase music. It's gonna be cheesy. The but guy's I, got two heads. I think I think what does it for me though that brings me out though is those um that horn section. Mm-hmm. It's not as gritty. It doesn't have that like James Brown vibe of it has this like easy listening vibe. Yeah, There's no the, gr- it's, it's growl. The, it's the Hollywood no, clean yeah. movie horns. But, but it's not good. the but it's not the like black exploitation like No. We're getting dirty. Right, they don't get with it, you yeah. know. It's just it's kind of that I like Austin Powers horns. like yeah. Yeah, this is up upbeat and Batman. Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, I don't know, man. Is this still it's, the last bongo in Belgium? No, no, I, no. I switched it up to Bongo Rock because uh, I, I wanted okay. to, I wanted to oh, hear that, it. Oh, that's why it sounds yeah. like Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can I can play some more dueling bongos. Oh, we're, 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 we're good. We're good on this. Okay. <laughs> there's, bo- there's bongos. What do you, What do you think, Rob? I mean, what it, do you think about this guy? What do you think it, about this album? It's I 
Honestly, I think it's only important because uh, you could pick them up for a dime a dozen back in the late 70s, and uh, Herc got two and started doing this with it. Like, I think this would have been lost to the ages had, like, hip-hop not embraced it. And for this, Rob was doing the ones and twos with his I was doing the ones and twos. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't... He wasn't the switching fader, the fader. That, no. So yeah, it was he's really, only playing one of them. It was a cacophony. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's not a DJ. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's important for uh, historical context, but I would never actively recommend this to anybody. So no, it's a, it's 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 a hard neutral, edging on neutrality. Okay, <laughs> edging on the middle. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I agree with Rob. Uh, I think that it's important for historical purposes. But also, it's it's fun to listen to. There's some, like, there's some funky tracks. It's pretty indulgent. But man, the, the breakbeats alone, there's just some really cool breakbeats in there. Like, th- this album has so many, like, tasty moments. And I like, I like the parts in between the parts. Uh, it, it just right in the middle of a neutral for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with Ben. You don't listen to an album for the, the nuggets between the songs. You listen to an album for all the songs in all of its entirety. and uh, So it, it has to be neutral. But yeah. you can't you can't not acknowledge the place that this album played in all future music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you should probably hear it or just hear a couple of the, the tracks. Apache. Yeah, listen to Apache. Let There Be Drums. Apache's such a banger. Last Bongo in Belgium. Uh, but you're fine without the rest of it. Yeah, I think that's what we're trying to discover with this book, too, is, like, what does it mean to be an album? What does it mean to be, like, significant or must listen to? So I I guess I agree that you should probably listen to it because this is going to have the framework of everything hip-hop, everything, all those, uh, you know, bands that sample Apache and stuff. But at the same time, yeah, you don't just put it on and you're like, oh, great, this... I'll just put on this bongo album and listen, <laughs> listen straight through. And okay, this is interesting. It is like picking up the chase, every chase scene from different movies, and then just like flip, you know, flipping through channels or something and hearing those. I don't. It's it's sort of strange. It's interesting what they did though. It's, it's kind of cool oh, yeah. that that they patchworked it together and kind of got this sort of weird album out that <laughs> probably would never would have seen the light of day if if they wouldn't have sold a million copies just on, you know, putting, yeah. putting out Apache. Yeah, I mean, it, it is the exact same story as uh, Green Onion. Mm. Yeah. Like it, yeah, we got a single. Yeah. <laughs> got to get this album out, and it's significant, but it's just, yeah. what are you going to do? So, yeah, I'll probably do neutral as well. All right, next time we'll be talking about David Bowie, Aladdin Sane. All right, thanks, y'all.